I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Which one is it? The one that says bad mother... Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! <laughs> I feel you. Welcome to What's Trending, a podcast covering all topics of interest in pop culture. I'm your host, Chris Lucky, and like I say on every single show, please be sure to like and subscribe. If you're not subscribed, then you don't know this episode just released. Uh, But without further ado, it's been a long time, so let's get directly into what's been going on in the news. Um, The biggest topic in news today is, unfortunately, R. Kelly. So uh, that's going to be the first topic that we're going to uh, tackle today. Um, so first, just, I want to I break down a case because like this, this thing has been in the news like, for the past month or so, but it's been in my reality and other black people's reality for quite some time. All right. R. Kelly has been a pedophile, not, not a convicted pedophile, but he has been a pedophile for a very, very long time since the early 90s. Now, um, this this is the case that I want to present for that. I have a few clips of um, from R. Kelly just to just to show that how this should not be a surprise and that we should have collectively been offended a long time ago. And it, it, it makes no sense with this being so in the, the forefront of of uh, in the media and in attention. I mean, all right. So here's what I have. I'm going I'm to play a few clips for you just so you can see how long this has been going on. All right. Here's here's my first one. Do you like. Teenage girls. When you say teenage, how are we talking? Girls who are teenage. One more time. One more time. So, so R. Kelly, this is back in um in the uh, early 2000s. It's like 2007 or so. And um, R. Kelly is being interviewed, and he's trying to clear his name. And uh, he's asked, "Do you like teenage girls?" I think that's a pretty flat out you know yes or no type of question i'll play the clip for you again i don't i don't want to misquote him or take him out of context let's let's hear this again do you like teenage girls when you say teenage how are we talking girls who are teenage yes when you say when someone asks you do you like teenage girls and your response is when you say teenage how are we talking about <laughs> Like what? What what is this, R. Kelly? What what is this? Now th- this is back in the uh, the early two thousands, like I said. And uh, this isn't the only this is the only thing. We can go back further, further. Now there, there's people that uh, I mean, if you're twenty years old, then you don't you may not even know anything of Aaliyah. Maybe never never heard of Aaliyah or any of her music. Uh, but for me, like she was an icon, you know, back then. But um, here's here's a um a clip of R. Kelly back then. Let's see here. Right now I'm producing a uh, very talented uh, lady, young lady. She's 14, uh, Aaliyah. Uh, she's real street. She just, you know, just be chilling, you know, man. And um, the song I had her working on is Who's in a Click. That's 1994. That clip is from 1994. If you heard at the very beginning, I want to play the beginning of that clip one more time so you can see how old he says Aaliyah is at the time when they're recording this. Very talented uh, lady, young lady. Very talented young lady. Very talented young lady, She's fourteen. Uh, Aaliyah. She's fourteen. Nineteen ninety-four. Aaliyah, fourteen years old. Yes, very much. Uh, I mean, this is the type of thing that we're talking about. Do you like teenage girls? Yes, R. Kelly, you do. You very much do. You are a pedophile. 
um, here, here's here's some more information here. Now, now shortly after that, this is 1994 when um, he's preying on 14 year old Aaliyah. Um, Aaliyah, who, like I said, is 14 years old, doesn't have like she's she's a child, you know, being preyed on by this guy, and then she comes out with this song. All right. Now, we're not trying to put any kind of blame on Aaliyah whatsoever. You know, as far as making this song, age ain't nothing but a number. That's how she feels. She, But she's a child. She's a child. 14, 15, you know, around when she's make, making this music. You know, it's like she doesn't know how to deal with these emotions that she's that she's uh, dealing with R. Kelly the adult in this situation should have never been messing with with Aaliyah at the time but still it was happening it was in public view they even got married illegally but yeah that happened illegally this is back in the 90s now let's just skip forward 10 more years 10 more years so so this was happening back in 94 with Aaliyah it was just looked over nobody cared he continued doing this for another 10 years until we got a videotape a actual videotape of R. Kelly peeing, urinating on a minor to the point to where you they had a um, they were making fun of it on a, a numerous different comedy things. Uh, here, here's one from the Boondocks. And on our talking points this evening, it seems like the hip hop community is trading in their gold chains for gold showers. Hip-hop singer R. Kelly is on trial again this week for sharing some of his liquid bling with yet another underage girl. Some advice for Mr. Kelly. Next time, use a golden shower curtain and keep your golden showers to yourself. All right. That's, I mean, that's it's public knowledge. I mean, and, and, and still nothing done. Nothing done about it is just, it's like, oh, yeah, R. Kelly peeing on people. I mean, it, it just, it was a, a farce, really. It's just laughing at it. Um, we've we seen we seen this again a few years later. Here's another example of how much this is public knowledge. You know, this isn't this isn't like a, um, a Bill Cosby where uh, it was like under the surface to where the mainstream people did not know about this. Uh, this isn't Bill Cosby, you know, where, where Hannibal Burris got on stage, some inf- inside information. It was inside information that, that people had that Bill Cosby has been a creep for decades on decades. And um, Hannibal Burris, someone within the industry, exposed him. And then that all, the floodgates opened after that, and we disposed of Bill Cosby like we should have. All right? Now, now R. Kelly, we've known about this for decades. For decades. It wasn't an inside thing to where people didn't know about it. This was very obvious. Here's another clip. That's from the Chappelle show. Um, I'm sure you guys have to remember the, the Chappelle show. Great show, comedic legend. But I'm just. But my point is that this has been common knowledge for so long, and I wish we were all collectively a lot more upset a long time ago, a long time ago. But um, at the very least, I'm glad that he's being brought to justice at this point. Another point I'd like to make. Let's get some background music happening here. Another another point I wanted to make here is: Can you separate the artist from the art? Is, is that a possible thing that, that we're able to do as a society to separate art from artists? 
Now, um, when Michael Jackson was was alive, there were lots of allegations of him being a pedophile or, you know, being inappropriate with children in the very least. And uh, Dave Chappelle made fun of that, too. Like, would you send your child to Michael Jackson? No, wouldn't. Like, you don't know if he's a pedophile or not, but it's just it's sketchy and you wouldn't. Now, does that mean that Michael Jackson's music isn't great? No, it does not. It does not. Michael Jackson's music is great. Am I sending my child to Michael Jackson? No. Is Michael Jackson a possible pedophile? Possibly. If he is, do we need to prosecute him to the fullest extent of the law and put him under the jail? You're damn right we do. You know? And that's that's what I'm saying here with R. Kelly. His music does his is, does his music slap? Yeah, it slaps. Was Chocolate Factory great? You're damn right Chocolate Factory was great. TP2? R. Kelly is a musical legend. He is a legend in the music game. That is a fact. Here's another fact. He's a possible pedophile. <laughs> I had to say possible because he hasn't been convicted just yet. You know, so I'm not going to, you know, throw that on him just yet. But th- but that those are just true things. Th- these these are things that I mean, it's like you can't because he's a pedophile doesn't mean he's a garbage singer. He's a great singer and he also should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law and buried under the jail. Both of those things are true. Both are true. You know, will will it hamper my my enjoyment of the Chocolate Factory album a bit? Yeah, it will. It, I mean, but it, the fact remains, it's, it's a great album. TP2 is a great album. R. Kelly is a great singer. But you are possibly a pedophile, bro. And you got to go to jail. You got to go. I don't want to see any support for for him as a human at all. I mean, if, if you're, I mean, it, that is if he is found guilty. He's innocent until found proven guilty. But this is 20 years, 20 years worth, 20 years. And we are finally getting to this. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we are finally getting to it. But oh, my goodness, just way too long. Now, now a conversation. I'm, I'm not going to go too far into any kind of conspiracies or black, white stuff. But if any of those those children were white, that R. Kelly was was um, taken advantage of, I feel like this would have been addressed a long time ago. A long time ago. But all right. But that's that's all I have to say about R. Kelly. I mean, if, if this, this, the whole cancel culture, when you're talking about canceling people, these are the people that we're talking about. The actual people that have committed terrible <laughs> actions. These type of people. These are the people we need to cancel. You know, but um, let's let's move on into our, our movies. There's so many movies coming out. There's so many movies coming out recently. So uh, let's let's get into it and television shows, honestly. All right. Terrible segue. But hey, it's hard to move on from from that, <laughs> you know, but all right, let's get into some television shows and movies that are going to be coming out very soon. All right. The first one is going to be Star Trek Discovery. Star Trek Discovery is coming back for season two. I was a huge fan of season one very good season um if you didn't see season one it's on cbs all access really good show i recommend it uh start that the enterprise is going to be showing up so um if you know anything about star trek uh star trek discovery starts 10 years before star trek the original series in season two of discovery that's going to be coming up this week uh by the time you hear this um they're going to be meeting up with the enterprise and we're going to see spock so um any any trekkies this is our time uh, the next thing is Marvel's The Punisher. I suggest you get on this quickly uh, because, <laughs> like, oh, oh, what's what's the countdown on this? Because we already know that uh, Iron Fist, you're gone. Luke Cage, you're gone. Daredevil, you're gone. 
you know, all these are Marvel, uh, Marvel movie, uh, Marvel television shows. So only ones we have left now are The Punisher and Jessica Jones. So I'm wondering how soon after the release will we find out that The Punisher has been canceled? This is their second season. Over under on three weeks. I'm taking the under on three weeks. But uh, that's Marvel's The Punisher. It was a good first season, so I suggest watching season two. But uh, it doesn't look like they're interested in keeping uh, these Marvel series running uh, from the looks of it. Uh, The next show is a show called Crashing. Uh, Crashing on HBO. It stars Pete Holmes, a comedian. He has a a podcast that's very good as well. Um, it's It's a really funny show. I think this is season three. I do believe that's coming out. But uh, Pete Holmes crashing. If you're into to comedians and just seeing their um, their lifestyle, this is basically what the show is. Just following a comedian trying to make it. Really good show on HBO. It's going to be at 10 p.m. So check that out. And last but pro- and probably least, Shameless is coming back for another season. Not sure why. Because uh, the main character, I believe Emma Rossum is her name. And the uh, the brother, the uh, the middle the middle brother that went to the military, the redhead, the ginger, uh, both of them left. They're they're both gone. So um, I believe William uh, Defoe is still there. Is that who that is? But yeah, um, that's 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 it. That is it for that. I don't I don't I don't see Shameless making it another season after this. I mean it's been a long time coming but it's about time for it to be done i do believe uh, but that's shameless and um for movies the movie that's coming out this week by the time you hear this um it's been heavily anticipated it's a movie called glass so if you've seen the movie unbreakable directed by um the on again off again m night Shyamalan, uh which that was that happened to be a good movie unbreakable um they had um what was it samuel L. jackson and um bruce willis good movie Good movie. Like I said, um, M. Night Shyamalan is 50-50. Flip a coin. He'll give you a great movie or he'll give you the biggest piece of steaming garbage you've ever seen on the screen. <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, Unbreakable was a, ve- was a very good movie. And um, this the, the latest movie, the um, I'm not going to be able to tell you the name of it. It was like he plays a psychopath. Um, he plays like five or six different characters. Um, Switch or... I can't even remember the name of that movie. It was good, though. It was just like a multiple personalities that he had. But uh, that was the M. Night Shyamalan movie, and that was pretty good. I, I, I liked it. And this here, Glass, is supposed to connect. All all three of these movies are connected, so we'll see them all together. But um, I'll tell you now, a, uh, a critic source that I really trust is uh, called Metacritic. Um, if anybody, I'm, I may have gone on a tangent before about Rotten Tomatoes and how ap- absolutely garbage their ratings are. I mean, as you, I mean, Rot- Rotten Tomatoes is a part of the machine now, you know, so they're, they're in cahoots with the production companies. Whenever you see these commercials, you don't say, you don't see IMDb rates this movie this. You, you don't see uh, Siskel and Ebert, you know, back then, racist movie this. You, you don't see IMDb racist movie this. You see Rotten Tomatoes racist movie this. So they're way too close to the production companies and the production houses to give any of these movies an accurate rating. But um, Metacritic is a, um, a website that I really enjoy, and they're giving Glass a 44 Metascore early. That's not a good omen. Now, um, even though I do happen to be a film critic myself, um, as detailed by... Uh, oh. Crap, if, you, if this is your first time listening to this show, please listen to For Film's Sake, my other podcast with Brian Archia, 
We uh, we cover a movie every single week and break it down. Uh, we both went to film school together, graduated, and that's what we do now. But um, but yeah, uh, Glass is coming out. It has a 44 meta score. Even though it has that score, don't let that deter you from seeing a movie that you want to see. All right. But uh, but that's Glass. Now a few other movies that got a lot of or movies or television shows that everybody's talking about right now. The first one, Bird Box. How many people seen Bird Box? <laughs> I, th- I mean, it seemed like everybody did. On uh, on Netflix, they had they finally showed one of their numbers, and they're notorious for not giving out their um, their streaming numbers, letting you know like how many times someone has watched something. But with Bird Box, the numbers were so overwhelming within the uh, first two days or three days, it was something like 47 million people had watched Bird Box within the first couple of days of it coming out, and rightfully so. Sandra Bullock is an amazing actress. Um, who was who else was in this? Um, John Malkovich. He's a very good actor. You had you had some star power in this movie, and it's a decent movie. And depending on who you ask, it's a very good movie. Um, I'm not gonna recommend you watch it. <laughs> I'm not gonna recommend that. But uh, if you have seen it, then you know you know why I'm saying that. It's a um, it's it's a decent movie. It's a very fun ride. It's a great journey, a great journey. Now there's a um. A lot of people say that it's not about the destination; it's about the journey. You know, it's about what's in between. But like, at the end, when if you get to the destination and the destination is a shithole, it kind of taints the journey to get there. You know, but um, but like I said, the journey of Bird Box is very good. There's like an hour of that movie to where you are just locked in. You know, waiting to find out what are these, why why are um, the birds. You know, getting away from these demons. Why do we have to keep their eyes closed? Just trying to find answers. You are glued in. But by the time you get to the end of the movie, uh, they kind of flopped on the science fiction element. But as far as telling a good story, it's a good story. Um, another thing that came out that uh, everyone's been talking about is a television show called You. It's on Netflix. Uh, this is a, a show that previously was on Lifetime, um, but it got canceled after one season and now it's on Netflix it got picked up and they're doing a season two they're working on that now um what what uh what you is about is a guy named Joe who is a um a stalker who's um who's stalking this girl named Beck and eventually we decide I don't I don't want to give this show away but it's, it's like Dexter it's like Dexter written by a soap opera writer <laughs> all right it's very over the top it's very dramatic i mean it's like if you ever watch dexter in the season of dexter how many people is dexter killing you know he works he works in forensics at a, at a police uh, police office so like how many people can you really get away with killing every season he's killing one person one person we sit through like 12 episodes of him looking to kill one person and that seems reasonable ish you know but then we get to this show you and it's very over the top to where it just kind of seems a little silly. But uh, the garbage monster that I am, I watched the entire series in two days. <laughs> I definitely did. So um, take that as you as you may. It's, it's not the greatest show around, but it's definitely interesting and it'll hold your attention. And you may want to watch a season two, you know. Um, and let's see what else we got. And Broly. Broly is coming out, y'all. You know about that? Dragon Ball anybody? Dragon Ball Z? Dragon Ball Super? Any of that? Hope you got your ticket. Because these things are selling out quick. Me and my girlfriend when I got our tickets for this movie. Cannot wait to see it this Friday. It's in the movie theaters, y'all. It's in the movie theaters. Like, this is this is what we've been waiting for. 
people that are my age that are in your 30s or your, your late 20s like we grew up with this we grew up with video game culture and um and anime i, I remember when uh, the first dragon ball like not dragon ball z just watching dragon ball i remember sailor moon and 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 watching all these things and now it's mainstream it's like i would go to school and try to talk about these anime things that were not cool it was not cool you know what you know what else wasn't cool captain america was not cool <laughs> you know there's a lot of these things that we ushered in uh, as as children that are now becoming mainstream and and pop culture and i'm i'm really happy about that and um i can't wait to see what, what the future brings after this broly movie in theaters not on your tv at the movie theater you can see this but um that's that's the broly movie uh now oh let me let me while i'm on these movies let me give you these movies that you really gotta see that came out in 2018 and on my other show was trend on oh, no, oh, mm, on what's trending on my other show for film's sake we did a uh, 2018 breakdown of um, the best movies of the year so I, I did mine in my top 10 Brian did a top 10 and our friend Jonathan did a top 10 and uh, then we did an average so out of all three of our top 10s we made an average of the, the top five movies that everyone should see uh, these are the five movies in no particular order I may have thrown a few more in there as well but it's a uh, Black Klansman the Spike Lee movie if you haven't seen that get on that Roma Roma is really good. It's an acquired taste. It's on Netflix. It's all in black and white. It's all in Spanish. Uh, if you've seen any of his other movies, um, Alfonso Curion, he's done uh, E2 Mama Tambien. He's done Gravity. And he has done this movie, Roma. Oh, and Children of Men. I mean, all, all of these movies are amazing. So Roma, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This is one of my favorite movies of the entire year. Uh, if you haven't seen that, check that out. It's not just a cartoon movie. I mean, it's not just an, an animated movie. It's it's a good movie. Uh, after that, Hereditary. Hereditary was a um, one of the scariest movies, or not even scary, one of the creepiest, just unsettling movies of the year. Um, directed by Ari Aster. Uh, he's It was his directorial debut, his first movie that he had on the big screen. And I think he did a really good job. I think you should check that out. Um, a movie called You Were Never Really Here. First Reformed, another movie with uh, Ethan Hawke. Uh, which first reformed a lot of critics are hailing as the best movie of the year and uh, another one if Beale Street could talk but uh, that's that's the list those are the movies that came out in 2018 if you haven't seen anything or if you're looking for something to watch rewind what I just said and I promise you you won't be angry if you if you watch any of these movies here if you want to hear some other stuff check out uh, my other show for film's sake and you can get a full rundown on all the movies coming out from 2018 and all of our favorites but um some of the things that are going to be coming out soon oh i'm happy about this uh-huh oh man <laughs> men in black international is coming out Men in Black International. So um, this one right here is going to be Chris Helms and Tessa Thompson. So this, there's no Will Smith in this one. But do you guys remember the um, the trilogy, the MIB trilogy? So the oh, Men in Black, people in black. <laughs> you know, Tessa Thompson Thompson definitely isn't a man. I would never want to accuse her of being one. She is beautiful. You know, and she's currently um, dating my my future wife uh, Janelle Monet so you know we're we're at odds right now but that's that's you know that's fine but uh but yeah men in black they're making another movie it's a uh, men in black international Chris Helms and Tessa Thompson I'm pretty excited about that men in black 2 was all right men in black 1 was a classic men in black 3 was slept on 
Men in Black 3 was slept on. That was a good movie. It's not classic like the first one, but it's just because Men in Black 2 was so meh, nobody really checked for Men in Black 3. But I'm, I'm checking for this Men in Black International. It, it just seems like we're, we're just taking movies and just for nostalgia's purpose almost <laughs> you know but um i'll check this one out and uh speaking of nostalgia uh there's another movie that's going to be coming out that's going to remind you of the uh, the old days uh ghostbusters you remember that ghostbusters yeah did we just have a ghostbusters movie yeah we did but um the ghostbusters movies we had before was um who was it it was it was all woman cast and it was very good but it wasn't set inside the Ghostbusters universe, the same ones that was um, in the Ghostbusters 1 and 2. It was a completely different universe. This next movie that's coming out is a sequel. It is Ghostbusters 3. It is written and directed by the son of the original director of Ghostbusters, set in the same universe. Yes. Excited about this? Very much so. <laughs> you know, is it going to be good? No idea. And I don't have my hopes up either. Um, speaking of something that uh, is coming out, well, the nostalgia thing and um, and who asked for this is coming to America. Eddie Murphy is going to be redoing, well not redoing, it's a sequel of sorts of coming to America and this has been confirmed. Alright, this has been confirmed. This isn't just uh, rumors. This has actually been confirmed. Oh, coming to America is a classic. It's a classic. Uh, it's a staple in, um, in, in black society. Uh, you can't you can't run into five black people who won't have coming to America in their top five movies of all time. You can't because it's, it's that great. Now, what's upsetting is now you have to possibly taint the legacy of such a classic movie. Um, they, they say that Arsenio Hall is coming back. James Earl Jones is coming back. And the story is that um, the now Prince Hakeem is now King Hakeem. And he has to go back to Queens, New York because he has a son there, apparently he didn't know about, that is going to be the future uh, King of Zamunda. So um, it's one of those kind of stories. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm kind of angry about this, but um, it, it's still Eddie Murphy and I haven't seen Eddie Murphy do or be funny <laughs> in, in a very long time. So um, I, I guess we're looking forward to it. I guess that's <laughs> coming to America. Eddie Murphy, that is confirmed. All right, let's get out of these movies and everything. Let's get in our celebrity and entertainment news. All right, first thing is celebrity and entertainment. You got your boy, Kanye, craziest as all hell, West. Has uh, he tweeted at the uh, the end of the year on I think December the 31st because he hasn't been active on Twitter as of late, but um, he, he said that he was gonna be on Joe Rogan's podcast. Now, as a uh, avid podcast listener as I am, I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast as, along with a lot of others. But uh, Joe Rogan is probably the most uh, famous podcaster at this point. You know, he's lapped Mark Maron. You know, he's he's probably the biggest one out there right now. But um, if you listen to uh, to Joe Rogan's podcast, you know that he's it's going to be a good interview if Kanye sits there for two hours and actually talks or he'll just scream the whole time and walk out and we'll have some amazing sound bites. Either way, I'm looking forward to that hardcore. Am I a Kanye fan anymore at this point? Nah. Uh, nah. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's the same thing. I mean, it's like Kanye West isn't, he isn't a, uh, he isn't R. Kelly. You know, we can cancel R. Kelly, but we're not canceling, we're not canceling Kanye. 
we just ignore if you don't want to pay attention to him you know but it's just as far as like as a human being he's done nothing illegal at all as far as we know he's just a douchebag pompous arrogant asshole i guess that created very good music a decade ago <laughs> you know but um but yeah he, he's gonna be on joe rogan i'm excited for that at the very least just to get some some good sound bites but that's gonna be on there kanye and joe rogan kanye has confirmed that but it's kanye so there's no telling on that we may need to wait till joe rogan himself actually confirms it but uh but they have been in the talks another thing that uh that came out in music is a uh, little uzi vert talking about he's quitting music you remember that meme with um with uh I can't think of his name. He was with Waka Flocka, the Waka Flocka meme to where you got the two pictures where he just looks over he's like, Okay. <laughs> you know, that's what I felt about Lil Uzi Bert. Somebody quits. I'm like, okay. You know, like Lil, Lil Uzi don't suck. Uzi alright. He's he's alright, I guess. But I mean, I don't know why you're quitting if um if if it's like personal problems life problems mental health problems then i don't want to make fun or you know say anything in jest but um i know that's that's just the news no real comments on Lil uzi vert uh saying that he's quitting music um you know what if anything i, I would just stay tuned on that i mean he's young he's a kid um things change daily so um but that was in the news Lil uzi vert says he quits music so um that's very doubtful you know what I retract all of that. I mean, it's I'm more than sure that's just a publicity stunt for us to talk about Lil Uzi. <laughs> um, but but something that's not a publicity stunt, something that was actually just a very good album. Twenty One Savage put out his new album, and it's flames. It is flames. I'm talking about. Oh, I mean, good gracious, the gun smoke. That whole album. So much better than his first album. Not that the first album was bad. It was decent. First album was decent. But it wasn't something that I was about to, you know, go on air and tell people to check for. This new 21 Savage album. Take that into the gym with you. Run a couple miles. Lift some weights. Like, that that slaps. This 21 Savage album slaps. 21, 21, 21. Oh, God. Straight up. <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, and lastly, in uh, celebrity and entertainment news, Alicia Keys is uh, going to be hosting the Grammys. Alicia Keys, yeah. Uh, we haven't heard anything from her in quite a while. Um, you, you'll know her from the most recent thing, I think, is New York with, with Jay-Z. The uh, Concrete Jungle, Where Streets Dreams Are Made Of, There's Nothing You Can't Do, that song. Or This Girl Is On Fire. You know, she had many hits, you know, in the early 2000s, but just in the past five years, I guess that is what you would know her from. Or being married to Swiss Beats, a very famous uh, hip hop producer who just actually uh, he's either enrolled in Harvard Business School or he just got his degree from Harvard Business School. One of the two. But um, she has been laying very low um, for the past five years or so. And now she's going to be hosting the Grammys. Um, Personality wise, I was a bit conflicted As, as far as credentials to host the Grammys yeah she's a multiple time Grammy winner yeah she has the credentials to to get on stage and and, and do that but it, does she have the gift of gab or uh, or wit or you know well, I mean you get writers you know but I don't know it just felt like a weird type of thing I just never envisioned her as a host of anything but um let, let's see what she has I'm more than willing to give Alicia Alicia Keys a chance to do anything she wants in this life but uh, that's the Grammys this year. It's going to be hosted by Alicia Keys. 
And uh, lastly, let's get to our sports report. There's not much in sports, but there was one thing that happened that just can't go overlooked. So here we go. Physical fitness, sports, go sports. Yeah. Athletics are number one. Uh-huh. Participants are heroes. Go team, yeah. Sports report. All right. The only thing we got in our sports report right now is uh, the Clemson Tigers winning the uh, national championship over Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, as someone that's from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, I was pulling for Clemson, although I don't watch football anymore. Um, I was pulling for Clemson because they're right down the road in South Carolina. But um, that's that's not the big news. That's not the sports news. It kind of crosses over to our... Um, ooh, it's not only sports news, it's also... It's also actual news because it's involving the uh, the president of the United States. So uh, so after after winning the uh, the national championship, they were invited to the White House. Um, but but right now the uh, the government is shut down, and it's been shut down for quite some time. And um, a lot of the uh, White House employees have been furloughed. Uh, so so basically that they there's not many staffed White House employees right now. So. Um, from my interpretation of what Donald Trump said is that because of that, that he had to order out. He had to order order out food. Now, this is this is something I'm torn on because one, you don't give cheeseburgers to elite athletes, you know, but um, but that that's that's here or there because the athlete has to make the decisions themselves what they want to put inside their body, you know, but, you know, that's that's here or there. But um, but what's what's odd to me is that okay, you you don't have a staff right now, and you're a self-proclaimed billionaire. Why are you buying the national champions two-dollar burgers from McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's? You know, like Five Guys is amazing. Those burgers are real good. What about a Five Guys burger? What about a uh, a Fuddruckers burger? Any kind of any kind of burger. I mean, it's like you okay. You don't they, you don't have the staff, but you could have used that money to cater something. I can use my money to cater something. You know, I don't have a staff, but if I wanted to cater an event, I damn well could, and it wouldn't be McDonald's fries. <laughs> you know, but the um, I don't want to come down too hard on it because I I kind of do like the um, the dichotomy of the whole thing, the juxtaposition of having something so elegant and classy completely degraded by <laughs> putting uh, McDonald's on top of it. Just the uh, the image of it is kind of um, funny to me, I guess. So, um, and, and these, are, these are teenagers, a lot of them too. So it's like, this is actually food that they really enjoy. A lot of them probably would prefer a Big Mac over fine dining at 18 years old. So it's, it's, it's kind of been blown up out of proportion but uh it has been a talking point in the news so i did want to bring it up but uh that is it for the show this week i do believe let me look through the rundown one more time just to make sure because you probably won't hear my voice again on this show for another at least 7 to 14 days so make sure i don't leave you out missing anything nope that is it all right so um like i say every single week at the top and the end of the show um, please be sure to like and subscribe. There was a big gap between last week, last uh, episode and this one because we're, I'm, I've really been focusing on my other podcast uh, for film's sake. We've been running for almost three years now, uh, over 150 episodes, over 10,000 listens, and we're really just trying to get the... Um, 
what, what's that thing? You, you know the like the snowball effect? We're, we're just trying to get that snowball effect running, you know, to get 10, 20, 30, 50, then 100,000. We're, we're really trying to go with that. So um, please, if, you, if you're into uh, movies at all, check out what's trending. I mean, I keep saying what's trending, and I'm, that's the show I'm on currently. Check out for film's sake. It's on uh, iTunes and everywhere else. But uh, for this podcast, subscribe. Make sure you subscribe. So whenever we come back and do another one, and I will have a guest for the next show that's already lined up. So whenever uh, me and the guest, uh, we're, we're doing the next show, it'll go directly to your phone. But uh, as always, you can check this uh, out on, uh, you can go to my Twitter. That's at T-H-A underscore V-O-N-Z. Uh, this is on iTunes. This is on SoundCloud. And there's some episodes that are up on YouTube. And um, thanks for listening. Late. Peace. Psych. That's the wrong number!